0: On this episode of the No Show Podcast, it's a very special edition. We actually started this one a year ago and tracked DJ McDonald from one season to the next. DJ's basketball story is one we can all relate to. Every hooper of every ability goes through the ups and downs that the game throws at you. In DJ's case, a promising high school career brought him to UC Riverside in California. But not making it in the rotation and being overlooked for one reason or another... It had DJ ready to give up on the game. He lost the love and the drive to grind and knew he wasn't the player he wanted to be. For Gil, this hit close to home, literally. He'd known DJ and his dad, Daryl, for years in the Valley AAU scene. He'd watched DJ grow into a score first aggressive guard with a promising future. Gil worked with DJ over the years and was on top of his progression. So we sat down with DJ in the summer of 2020 when he was at his basketball crossroads. You'll find out just how down he was and pretty much checked out. Well, fast forward to this year, he made his way to Colorado Christian and has been producing at a high clip. He rededicated to his craft and rekindled his love to hoop. It's an inspirational, motivational episode of No Chill. Remember, subscribe. You need every episode as soon as they drop. Check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. Uh, well, yeah. Back then, I was, uh, yeah, I was
1: kind of. Bad state. You know, I kind of I lost the love of the game. Uh, I kind of was trying to do anything, like, away from it. Well, I kind of wanted to coach and get into that stuff, but as far as, like, working out and continuing my basketball career, I wasn't necessarily interested in doing any of that stuff. So, I was kind of, you know, just exploring my options as far as, like, coaching and working and just all the uh, other kind of extracurriculars outside of the game that uh, were attracted to me. Uh, well, for sure, it was tough. And like you said, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. You know, just coming from you know playing basketball since as early as I can remember to just having that love taken away, you know, it's kind of it was tough. But uh, you know, with the with the special support group, and just having family and friends that you know are constantly looking out for you, it helped uh, ease that process. You know, they were just always there, kind of just pushing me forward and saying it's okay. You know, you're you're more than just an athlete. You know, there's other things outside of basketball that you can you know be uh, beneficial to and just bring you know to the world and stuff like that. So. Like just having a uh, support group, my family and friends helping me uh, overcome that difficult time is huge. And, you know, especially like uh, having Gil reach out and stuff like that was it was major because you know he's you know he's a professional athlete. He was huge, an all-star. And, you know, just having him having him reach out to like someone like me was just uh, it was like a dream come true. I would have never thought you know he would have reached out to me and kind of helped me along in the process and get me uh, to where I'm at now. So.
0: Yeah, and I know he never would say it, and never would really talk about it. what, what was publicly? Uh, but what was the advice that he gave you, or just the direction? That
1: oh man, uh, up? just just to keep going, you know, just just work, 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 and you know, you're gonna you. I put in all this work, uh, you know, to have results. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the more you work, uh, you know, the more you're gonna see it. And he was just telling me, you know, like everybody goes through stuff. You know, uh, some some may uh it might affect some others harder than how it affected me but you know everybody goes through stuff and you know it's uh who you are at the end of that so you know he told me to just keep going uh have that grind mindset and you know never stop and uh it kind of paid off so oh yeah no that for sure was a, it was a struggle you know i kind of got uh out of shape a little bit and i kind of was just like uh yeah just not really doing anything but uh yeah kind of getting back into the flow of things was a little difficult uh especially like uh, you realize how taxing it is on your body, for sure. You know, going from really not doing anything, kind of just, I guess, doing like a regular nine to five to getting back in shape, working constantly, you know, putting hours in the gym. It's, uh, it's taxing, you know, and uh, it's not easy, you know, to get back into that, uh, get back into shape or to, you know, pursue that grind once again. But you know, kind of just seeing the long term goal is uh, kind of what kept me going and kind of just realizing where I once was at. You know, I was kind of, you know, I was, a, I was. A Pretty good in high school, so you know I kind of just was thinking about where I was at. You know, it wasn't—it's not impossible to get back to where I was at. So I just kept thinking about all that to uh, keep me going, and uh, of course having Gil in my ear, you know, continuing to push me and seeing, uh, t- telling me that he saw results. So that was that was kind of uh, another thing that kept me going, saying that he saw results in my in my work and, uh, and stuff like that. It made me want to keep going and uh, you know continue to get better. Oh, it was—it uh, was like back in love you know because being away from the game and kind of like i still missed it but it wasn't like i was i was scratching to get back but once i like got back into the flow like just even like feeling sore again and just all that kind of just was like it was it was a good feeling because you know i i missed it and it was like once i got that feeling back i kind of didn't want to lose it and it was just you know everything became uh fun again you know playing basketball was uh it was the world to me and then i kind of i took that little break And I kind of got back into it, and it was just like uh, it was a surreal like feeling, you know. Kind of just like I said, falling back in love with the game and uh, being able to enjoy working out and stuff like that was was cool. And yeah, just you know, finding finding the love again was just amazing for me. I'm I'm glad I was able to uh, get that get that feeling back.
0: Yeah, and you know, in, in a lot of ways, guys will say when there's an injury, they have the game taken from them, um, and, you, and, you, and for you, it forces you to look at it differently, because you can't physically play, so you have to watch, and same thing with what you were going through is like, you just couldn't, you wanted to maybe, in the back of your mind, but in the front of your mind, you're saying, I just can't do this right now, so to have that taken away, what does it feel like to basically come back again, re- rejuvenate him, more like?
1: Oh man, it feels yeah, it feels amazing, you know, just uh seeing where I was at compared to where I'm at now, you know, it's kinda just I'm leaps and bounds of where I thought I was gonna be, you know. I came back uh you know a pretty yeah, I was I was pretty good when I came back, I'm not gonna lie. I was kinda surprised about how well uh how well I was doing. I shot the ball tremendously well uh this past season. But uh I mean, it's kudos to the work, you know, uh, no work, no results, but uh, you know, I was I was grinding, you know. Uh, Gil had me on a little regimen that I was uh, sticking to like every day in the summer. And, uh, you know, it just paid off, and it, it felt good. You know, just to see my work pay off, and uh, especially like you know how like like you said, you know, the game was kind of taken away from me, and I was I was forced to sit back and really watch and uh, kind of think to myself like you know like what do I want to do? But um, you know, I was I was blessed with the opportunity to work with Gil and kind of just get back into the flow of things and really uh, improve my game and kind of just. Uh, let it show uh, during the season last year. So it was, it was cool. It was, it was fun too, you know, just playing again. And it was just, yeah, it was just great, a good thing. Good time.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it, don't give away any secrets now, but <laughs> anything that, that you're doing better or you're doing different that you're like, oh, I actually hadn't focused on that before. Uh,
1: surprisingly, I would say finishing, uh, you know, just like close shots around the basket, kind of working on touch and stuff like that. Uh, when uh, when I was working with Gil last year, you know, I kind of yeah, uh, he took took me through some drills. Everything was close to the basket, but yeah, I was like, it was harder it was than I thought. Like I was, there were probably like you know shots like around the paint and stuff like that. But you kind of take those for granted. Like he told me, like you know, you don't really work on layups because you know you feel like they come like second nature. But um, yeah, he kind of had me do floaters, right, left hand uh, awkward finishes in the basket, kind of high arc layups, stuff like that. So I would say now I'm kinda, I kind of took a little piece of that and kind of kind of incorporating it, you know, with like different euro steps and uh, kind of like jump stops and all types of different movements uh, to get to those finishes where it's like high arcing, left, right hand, uh, floaters, you know, kind of off-bound and stuff like that. So kind of that was one of the, the things I took away for sure.
0: So he was telling you to, I, I know that to, to work on layups because that's something that you, you overlook sometimes. What did he? What did he see in your game that he said is a, is a strength of yours?
1: Oh, uh, for sure, shooting. Uh, he had me uh, all types of shots. Like uh, there was drills he had me do that I never would have thought of. And he was telling me he was doing some of those uh, when he was in, in Washington. But yeah, kind of just making making shots, really, just making shots on a high clip. And he uh, he gave me kudos for. Uh, you know, my jumper and the way it was looking. Uh, yeah, he put me through a lot of drills. Like, uh, I remember one time he had me uh, on the shooting machine and he had me doing like, uh, he would have me do a burpee in between each shot. So just like stuff like that is just, you know, it's uh, it's crazy. Like, you know, I was real creative drills, but you know, it, it paid off, you know, I ended up shooting like in the fifties from three. So that was, that was incredible. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, he, he liked my shot a lot. And he had me do, you know, a lot of stuff off the dribble as well. Uh, quick releases, uh, stuff like that, kind of sliding, uh, sliding in the shots, and uh, extending my range as well. So, kind of just a lot of a lot of work from the uh, from the shooting the ball and stuff like that. You know, it was still uh, there was a couple games. My first couple of games, it was a little, uh, I guess, a little rocky. You know, I kind of was away from you know the organized uh, aspect of the game. You know, like five on five, you know, the whole college thing. But you know, once I got. Uh, those couple games under my belt, I was able to kind of you know catch my rhythm a little bit. It was easier to uh, easier to play, and I got my, my wind was pretty good too. I was I was I was in shape, you know. So it was it was it was fun uh, after those first couple games, and you could you could see like as like each game went on, like how I got you know more comfortable and comfortable, and uh, you know scoring came a little bit easier as the season went on, and uh, I was shooting the ball like I said well like pretty much the whole year. And, you know, my guys started looking for me like in transition early. And once I hit one, you know, it was like, they had like super faith in me that the next one was going in. So, you know, it's always a good feeling when, uh, when your teammates believe in you and then it kind of, it boosts your own confidence as well. So it was kind of just, you know, it felt good to be back out there and especially being away from it, you know, it was, you know, I missed it for sure. And it was, it was just, you know, I was blessed, you know, with the, uh, for the coaching staff over there to give me this opportunity you know I, I feel like I made I made the most of it and kind of uh, surprised myself and probably some of those that doubted me you know what I'm saying so it felt good to just go out there and show show uh, what I could do you no know, for sure it was uh yeah it was it was for sure competitive you know every night you know kind of you know especially like uh, you know coming from a d1 going to a 2 it's uh you know people like they, they know you so you know they're gonna give you your best shot and kind of try to prove to themselves you know like they that they belong at a d1 or you know like uh, just trying to, they'll give you a best shot, you know, every night, and uh, you know you can't really afford to take any nights off because you know like they're, they're coming for you, so you know you mm-hmm. kind of gotta you gotta stay on your toes, and, you know, you gotta be ready, and uh, you can't afford to take any nights off. You really gotta gotta lock in every night and come out and you know show show what you're capable of doing, you know what I'm saying? You can't really you know afford to be lackadaisical or you know what I'm saying? Because you know every like you know you never know who's watching. You know uh, Kobe White, he and he actually went to a school. In our league, uh, UCCS, so you know he was able to make it out. So you know they got they got good good guys over there. So really, uh, you know, basketball is like there's tons of levels, but you know everybody can really play. Uh, so you know it's uh, it was a good league, and you know it was able to, I was able to compete at a at a high level. You know, uh, every night, and it was uh, it was it was good to get back out there and compete.
0: All right, so last thing, tell us about Colorado Christian. What is it about the school and the program um, that's unique and special? Man, it's, uh, it's
1: a wonderful coaching staff. You know, they really uh, they really care about their guys, um, make you feel at home, and they, and they want to see you get better. You know, like, whenever I was in the gym and uh, the coaching staff was doing something, you know, I'd ask for a workout. Like, they work me out, and they would drop what they were doing, and just no matter what it was, they would come, come help me work out, get better. And... Uh, I'm saying it's just that type of you know you want to be around that type of environment you know like people that want to see you thrive and achieve goals that you set out for yourself and uh, you know hours you know all through the night it, it didn't matter and uh, you know the, uh, the school itself too is real friendly you know what i'm saying it's a christian school but you know they want to they put god first so, you know they kind of make sure your beliefs are intact and you know they just want to see you become like a better person overall and it's and it's a good it's in a good area as well you know probably like uh, it's in Lakewood. Probably, that's probably like 10, 15 minutes from uh, Denver. So, you know, you kind of get the little uh, downtown scene over there. But Lakewood itself is a nice area. You know, there's a little pretty good food spots out there, eat out and stuff like that. And, you know, my teammates, too, they're, they're, they're a dope group of guys. You know, kind of, uh, we compete a lot, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to see who's, uh, see who's been working on their game and stuff like that. Kind of push each other, you know, to be the best version. Of, the, of themselves so it's kind of it's a cool it's a cool group of guys to be around and you know it's like a lot of labs, you know locker room you know that's all you know how that goes so it's always it's a joy to be around those guys and, and we're close like off the court too so you know you got the on-court stuff that goes on and then you got the you know outside stuff that goes on as well you kind of we kind of just always find ourselves like uh being around each other and it's kind of you know that helps with team chemistry and you know it's like it's it's fun when you know the guys are cool and stuff like that and you enjoy being around
0: that's right. It's No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello. That is Gilbert Arenas. There it is. And with us today, Gil, DJ McDonald comes to us by way of Silmar, California, and an alumni of Bishop Alameen, also here in California. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show.
2: 818, baby. Yes, sir.
0: So there's a connection here. We've got to back up, but your father, Daryl McDonald, is a coach here with the AAU team, the Cavs, that Elijah plays on. Uh-huh. So that's some back Well, school. all my kids play on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But before that, he was a rival of yours. Yeah, yeah,
2: <clears throat> yeah. You know, back then, um, when I was coming up, you know, uh, Cavs was the only traveling team in the valley. So, um, you know, when I thought I had my super three team ready to do some damage, and we used to play against the Cavs, it was—it wasn't good. They were probably, the juggernaut. Probably in my whole basketball career. I was one for like 48 against the Cavs. I beat them in Vegas, because I was on a super, super L.A. team TPI top prospects. Other than that, I just got barbecued my whole basketball career.
0: (laughs) Take us through the process of coming from high school in in here in California to a mid-major, as you would call it, at UC Riverside.
3: Uh, I mean, it was kind of just like, so in high school, I was basically like the man You feel me? So it was like, it was cool. Uh, Kinda like, yeah, I was just a man at high school. And then uh, there was a coach who had offered me. uh, uh, Yeah, he offered me and then uh, I was excited. I remember I called my mom, Uh, I started crying and I just got, you know, really emotional. And uh, it just felt like surreal. And I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I like, I just, it was just awesome. And then uh, unfortunately that coach, uh, he didn't, well, like I went on a visit, I did all that stuff. And then uh, the coach that had recruited me had gotten fired and then, Basically I just didn't fit into what they were trying to do. And a lot of changes happened real uh real rapidly and I kinda just uh I didn't I didn't fit in. And you know, there's nothing wrong with uh not fitting in and uh, you know, you just kinda live and learn. And that's that's what I that's what I've learned to never stop learning. And it's just uh, I feel like with Technology and just everything, especially with like how just the world is right now, it's at this halt, and everybody I feel like is like not like learning. Mm-hmm. And it's like the coronavirus, or whatever you want to like call it, is like, uh, I don't know, but once this is out, you feel me? Like, you gotta. I don't know. It basically make connections and just realize like what's going on around you and just who's looking out for you and just really appreciate everybody's best interests and kind of just you know.
0: That's the important thing here, Gil. I think is that changes are going to face at, at any point in your career, mm-hmm. any point mm-hmm. in your journey. Changes are going to be something that you have to face,
2: uh, yeah. particularly with a coaching change. Yeah, like that was. I've never, had, I've never had that so far. Well, shit, I don't, I don't have to play basketball no more anyway. So, um, <laughs> like, you know, like you hear the horror stories, of, you know, your situation where you're getting recruited by, you know, a coach who, who, who loves your game and then um, he gets fired or he transfers and then now you have to play with a coach who didn't recruit you. You're not his guy. You know so it's now you know you're in that situation where you you're like re-earning your spot trying to figure out you know what he likes what he doesn't like you know you know and, and it's you know your story happens to millions of you know ball players where you know they're coming from being a man someone you know someone recruited him as the man and then you know they're gone and yeah. The person that's there, he has his own man. You know, now you're trying to figure out, you know, how to, you know, fit in. You know, you, you go from I'm here to be the man to trying to fit in, fit in with the team, fit in with this coach, because you don't know who this coach is. You don't know his personality. Yeah. You know, and that's, that seems like that happens more than, you know, people know it. Right,
0: it's any, any level, right? You can go from JV to varsity in high school or at the college level or in the NBA. Coaching changes all the time. First thing you have to do basically is prove yourself. Even if it's not vocalized to you, you still have to do that. So where do you dig in and say like, okay, this is what I believe and this is what I know about myself this is what I'm gonna do? Uh, music. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can not shut up music. And I
3: feel like uh, whatever you listen to uh, in a sense, it's who you are, but it's all perspective, and you feel me, kind of just everybody get down differently. Everybody got their own music taste, and uh, you can't can't stop music. It's going to keep coming, and it's going to keep evolving. I feel like rap over the years has progressed so much, and it's just it's so different. But at the same time, you feel me, we still got the greats that are uh, alive and well and just... <laughs> Alive and well, and it's just cool to. Uh, I feel like, yeah, music is.
2: So who do you listen to when you're when you're mentally struggling, <laughs> trying to play?
3: Uh, I mean, I listen to you know Wiz Khalifa. I listen to. Uh, I like old school music too, so I listen to like Dr. Dre. I listen to. Uh, I listen to Ice Cube. Uh, Rick the Ruler, a lot of. Rick the who? Rick the Ruler.
2: I don't even know who that is.
3: Um, just checking out. It's, it's, yeah, it's cool. Music is just music is fun, and it's just yeah.
2: You know, the, uh, basketball and music always went well. Like yeah, when I was down or you know I'm struggling, you know always listen to Pac. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. can't see me. That was it. Like you, <laughs> like if you, if I put you can't see me on, I'm I'm shooting every shot
0: to do what To Boost your confidence. Yeah
2: yeah. You know try to boost your confidence. Like I remember. Okay so this, you know, I know your situation well, where, you know, you, you, you go to, you go to college, you know, um, and then the new coach has his preference and, you know, the preference is, you know, he likes bigger guards, you know, six, three, six, four type mm. of guard. Cause I guess you guys run a zone there, uh, um, zone defense. So, you know, you want the bigger guard in the zone. Um, You know, what I usually hate about, you know, mindsets like that is you have your talent, you know, you know, you use what you have at that moment instead of saying, all right, I don't like your game. I'm going to keep trying to recruit while you are my you are my league dog. You are my captain. You are the guy who puts in the most work. You are the backbone of my team. But I'm going to keep trying to replace you. You know, I remember when you know, my it was my my second year with Golden State, um, and I I worked my ass off that whole summer, you know to you know to be the starter. You know I'm I'm, you know I I finished the season. I'm the starting guard, and me really you know dig in on this, and I start preseason, and you know coach tells me that um, we're going to start Bobby Sura before training camp. Training camp hasn't started, and they already done took the position from me. And I'm like, yo, like, how how are you giving him the position? We haven't even. So because training camp hasn't started, you know, I'm confused. So, you know, that night before our first um, practice, you know, I didn't sleep that night. You know, I'm sad. You know, I'm, I called my dad like, "Yo, they not even giving me a chance. This new guy's not even giving me a chance to even prove myself. Like, he already took the position away from me. Like, I didn't train my ass off this whole summer. Got bigger, stronger. My shots ten times better. I worked with Mus. Um, I worked with uh, Chris Mullen the whole summer, so I'm ready. And you, you're just gonna give it to someone else. So, I, um, I was, you know. What's so funny, it actually showed that season, my anger. So I go into the season, like I'm not happy. Like, um I end up what's so funny is I end up beating him out in in um in training camp. Well, he got injured, calf injury. So I start the season. I'm averaging 19.8. and eight. But the anger I had, because I knew if once he came back the position was his, I think I let the the, the 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 league almost in technical fouls. Cause I was spewing out my anger of what was going on. Like me and Musselman, you know, great because I end up being his guy, fourth quarter guy. But that, 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 that what I had to do to earn his trust, you know, was different. You know, and that's, you know, that's, you know, what you struggle with that, you know, you break your back, you know, for, you know, your, your, your coach and, Every moment he gets, you know, he's trying to, you know, replace. I always say this, look, no matter what kind of height you get, you can't replace heart. You can't replace heart. You can't replace determination. They're willing to get better to willing to be a great teammate. Like, um, like, you know, I've been around your dad. You know, I've played against your dad, so I know <laughs> what type of player you are. I know, <laughs> I know what type of player that he breeds. So, you know... The fact that you know it's you're battling you know uphill you know kind of kind of sucks you know and you know that's why I wanted to you know share your story because there's millions of kids that that hits this roadblock of do I keep fighting you know do do I say fine you know you you want to go with these these guys that get beat out I beat them out every day and you want to put them in or you know I go and transfer and I make sure I'm your, your number one target. I'm your enemy. You know, you, you know, that's where you are. You know, you can see the pain in your eyes of, you know, you put so much work into your craft that a guy who doesn't know you sister with a roster of, what, five, five six Australian kids now. You know, it's, you know you're trying to you know, bring in your own team. As a coach, you know, I, I, I try to put myself in the coach's mind and say you know you go with the guys you trust but you you go with the guys that that show you loyalty that's that's what you can trust so you know it's one of those things where you know you know i feel your pain i know you feeling it you know you know you're gonna have players that that's with you too and you're gonna have because there was another kid who was averaging what 18 the year before and then um and what was his name? The he other was,
0: point guard, Dikembe.
2: Dikembe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, you know, up there and, you know, boom, his time gets yanked too for mm-hmm. a guy who averages four points. And that seems like a great winning um, situation. <laughs> but DJ, take us through, <laughs> okay, so it's been. It's been but I'm, just, I'm just saying, I mean, I got one yeah. guy averaging 18 and one guy averaging four and four mm-hmm. is playing. It's kind of.
0: Numbers are one thing, but it's been two years like this more or less, right? You're you're adjusting to the new system, obviously in college, then with a new coach. Now you're going through your sophomore season. Let's say things aren't going the way you had imagined, right? Everybody has dreams and we talked about the emotions involved because you're working all the time. So you can feel this anger that you never felt before or this, let's say depression even, you know, at a different Mm -hmm. level for everybody. But so the past two seasons, what have you done to mainly get by?
3: Uh, just play basketball, uh, workout, um, just be DJ, I guess. I guess everybody's trying to.
0: Say that again. Be DJ, right? Be yourself. Yeah.
2: Man, that, (laughs) like, like, you know, (laughs) I'm not even going to lie. Cause now, now I remember, now I remember my rookie season. See, now I remember my rookie season now, when you're just saying, just beat. true story. This is a true story. It's like This is a true story. So if you look at my, the beginning of the season, you know, I'm the, I'm a cocky <laughs> fuck coming in. So, you know, I already said out loud, I'm starting middle of the season, blah, blah, blah. Rookie coming in and boom, first part of the season, I'm sitting the bench, got the same suit on. And at that time, I don't have no money because I already spent it on my Escalade. So,
0: <laughs> another problem. So, I have
2: the same suit on each game, right? So, my routine was I had to work out with the strength and the conditioning coach before the game, right? So, two hours, strength and conditioning, right? Two hours, boom, 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 like clockwork. Every single game, every single day. I remember this shit. I'm in Utah. I'm in Utah, and I just finished doing bleach work, two hours. So I'm two hours before him. So we get there at five. I'm at three o'clock, work my ass off, dead. I'm laying on the floor, dead, right? And he comes in and says, all right, let's get ready. You know, we got, we, got, we got bleachers today. I said, hey, I already worked out. You can see I'm drenched. Strength coach says, listen, this ain't college. This is NBA. We work here. I said, yeah, I just finished work in two hours. Yeah, well, you I, I said, "He's about to ask the setup crew. And then he was like, no, you're going to do what I say to do. I looked that man dead in his head and said, fuck this, I quit. I'm not, I'm not doing this shit no more. I done did this shit for 30-something games. Ain't got one extra minute on that court. I mean, they suit every single day. I bust my ass more than anybody here. I don't get rewarded. Well, hard work doesn't get rewarded here. I quit. I don't, I don't, I'm not doing none of this anymore. I'm going to go in there, put the same shitty-ass suit on that I bought, and I'm going to sit here, watch the game. And, and what's so funny, as soon as I bucked, as soon as I bucked, two games later, I'm starting. Two games later, I'm starting. I, fi- I finally bucked. Like, you're talking about, like, I diso- I, I'm obeying every single detail. And I buck, someone gets hurt. Rook, get in. Like, I should have did this. I should have did that shit like twenty games ago. <laughs> like, but it was one of those things where, when you say, just be me. Like, that was me. Like, like me doing what you said. That wasn't me. Me is just being me. Just. And then I was like, eh. Hey, f- you bet. I, I don't care about none of this. I know I'm the greatest. That's y'all used to be. The, I know I'm the greatest. Y'all gonna have to put me in one day. And I just became me. And then it worked. Can you relate to that, DJ?
0: Because you're banging your head against the wall, doing the same thing
2: over and over. No, oh, that's gonna be blocking. this year. That's gonna be this year. He gonna go in there and say, "Man, fuck all that big man shit." <laughs> one four flat. One four flat. Is that what you're I'll say? show you what these six threes can't do. That's... But you gotta remember. That's one thing that we we get confused with, you know, as athletes. You know, we've you've played a game since you was little, all the way until you got to college, right? Your style. You played your style. Was your style successful for you? Right? Your your style was successful. Doing it DJ's way was successful. You get here, you try to do it his way. Hasn't panned out. So obviously, he don't like his way either, because he ain't rewarding you off of his way. So you might want to just say, you know what? My junior year, I'm going to just do it DJ's way. I'm going to just do it my way. You know, I'm going to get in, I'm going to do what I do. If I go in and do what he do, I know where I'm going. I know what that result is. The result is I'm going to be sitting here, got this nigga over here playing 24 minutes, averaging four points. I'm averaging 14 minutes, averaging five points. So obviously my production is better than that. So the fact that he can't see it, when I get out there, I'm just going to do me. And let him judge me for that. Because him judging me for me ain't really panning out. That 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 was my Van Gundy moment right there six points (laughs) two minutes 12 shots I didn't care no matter what I
0: was gonna get subbed out anyway (laughs) so the point is he's going at it from his terms right you can't let somebody Mm -hmm. define what your future is gonna be
2: Mm -hmm. but you're a basketball player Mm -hmm. you know what I mean you're a basketball player and you've trained your whole life to to you know to 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 see yourself in college, and then eventually go on to the next level. You can't let someone's mindset dictate it. So either you take all the stuff you learned from when you were little, because you got to remember, he ain't like your dad. He ain't that rough. I know he ain't that. <laughs> I know he ain't that rough. So if you you've seen, you know what a rough coach is. So you know now you just gotta you know what I've I'm built for this. Either I'm going to just show you what a real basketball player is or you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to go somewhere else and I'm going to show you what you miss. You know, it's, it's, you know, we, we go through it. We, we, we go through it all the time.
0: Have you gotten to that point where you considered those other options? What are you considering right now? Uh,
3: <laughs> all I can think about is uh, my little brother's birthday.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, you have a little bit of time, but let's say through the summer, what are your options that you're considering? Um, Go ahead and tell him. Yeah. Coaching. Yeah, I guess. Put it out there. Yeah, once you put it out there into the universe, it might come back to you.
2: No, I told him I don't want him to coach yet. Yeah. Why is that? Huh? Why is that? Because I told him, you know, to be the coach he wants to be, He has to keep playing to understand what other coaches are, to understand what a good coach is, what a bad coach is. Why is his decision this way versus this guy's decision? You know, you you have to be able to see it all to to understand, to, you know, become a better coach, you know. um, And that's why I said, you know, you, you have two more years of college basketball. Trust me, this is college basketball. Is the best part of your life because <laughs> after this is adulthood, you know, and then yeah, it's and only, adulthood. You only
0: get more responsibility. You know, so you know, like going
2: through college, playing, you know, playing out your two years, even if it's there or somewhere else, you know, just to grasp the understanding. Like, trust me, like as 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 a Hooper, sometimes you do, you know, you you sit here with the road and you think, man, I'm a junior. It, you know, you know, if I transfer this, man, none of that shit means anything. Like, I remember, this is Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford gives me a call. He's with the um, Golden State Warriors, and he's playing for Nelly. He's like, man, this dude don't like me. This dude does not like me. He does not like my style. He says that, you know, they're thinking about buying me out. They're thinking about buying me out and um i should just retire you're talking about 20, 20 25 26 at the time what do you mean retire and he was like yeah man like you're saying that you know i should you know retire and i was like man f- him that's just one coach. you're talking about i said wait a minute you just had 50 on that last team 50 on this last team i said yo you are a hooper don't don't even worry about it. that's one coach f- him you don't need to play for him play for you Play for you, another coach knows what you can do, go there and be. probably a week later, hit 50, go to (laughs) state.
0: And that's the message right (laughs) there, play for you. Play for you and good things will happen.
2: You know, I know you're at that that, that tough situation where, you know, you're more in your mind. You know, every time you think about it, you know, it hurts. Um, We all go through it. You know, I, I went through it in Orlando. Where I was throwing, I was I was throwing up every practice. Like every time I put something in my my stomach before practice, I go in the bathroom, throw it up. Nobody knew, you know, because I wasn't. It was just so much going on that I just I couldn't stomach it. It was like the lowest point of my career as a hooper, because now it's like you know you have the gun thing, you have the baby mama thing, you have the coach, you know, pulling yanking you in and out, like. Me and the team, or we're like this. Like we're, you know, me and the team, we're 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 it's us. But you know, the team ain't subbing me in. You know what I mean? The team ain't subbing me, and that coach subbed me in. I don't know what he don't like about me. You know, trying to figure it out, trying to keep my head, you know, leveled. So it was one of those things where it was hard. Like I, I remember when I was in Orlando, like I was so depressed that I I tinted my windows. Like I'm sitting on the block, and you got black limousine windows on the house because I didn't want nobody to know that was me. You know, I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see. You know, and that was like one of those things where I was like, like I, I know what you went through because I I, <laughs> I I hit that road. You know, and I and I, I can't even tell you I, I handled it the right way. I I'm not even gonna sit here and lie to you. I, like I damn near, you know, I, I went to I went to I went to Memphis, but before Memphis, I was so mentally messed up, I had a tryout for the Lakers. I had a tryout for the Lakers, killed it. I missed probably, I took three, four, 500 shots, missed four on fire, right? Because now I'm in my element. So you're in my element, I'm on fire. I'm sitting down with, you know, was it I think it was cup Mitch Cupcheck cup at the time, sitting down with him, and then he said, so uh, you know, when you gonna be ready to play? Like the the all the negativity of everything that I've ever heard went in my brain. And it freaked, it, it it freaked me out. I was like, um, uh, ready. because uh, I had no plans on playing. I was just out there hooping, like, you know, I was just out there hooping, working out. So I was like, oh, uh, I, need a, I need a month to get in shape. I'm, I'm just trying to put every, I need a month to get in shape. Oh, the kid Sessions, he, he's ready right now. You know, you can make a trade for him. You know, I'm, I'm saying everything in my power not to be signed. Just so I can go home, back to my comfort zone. Because I'm thinking, like, the LA media, the gun thing, oh, my, no, I cannot do this. Like, it freaked me out. And that was the reason I didn't come to, the, the, to the Lakers that year. Which is
0: crazy <laughs> to put in perspective because you also think of, like, Kobe was on that team and who your teammates would have been. And that's one thing I wanted to get to was with everything going around in your head with the program, what about your teammates? What's going on with the... What is the conversation there with your teammates?
3: Uh, I, I've spoken to a couple of
0: them. I mean, but
2: you and your teammates have... Y'all close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah. yeah, usually it's one of those... Yeah. The players versus... Um Like I, you know, I didn't get to see, you know, many of the games to to see what kind of, you know, you know, coaching really is, or you know, you know. But there's there's coaches that's like that, like you know, they they prefer certain things, you know. But you know, when you prefer, but you don't have, you know, you don't want to hurt what you have because it's something you prefer. You know, it's always my thing. Like I, you know, I always I'm I'm the buck the system guy. You know, I'm the. You know, because yeah, you yeah, you can prefer this, but I can show you something better that's not that. And then, what are you gonna do then? You know, it's it's.
0: That's the uh, the other thing about mindset is the confidence within you that would say that. Like, tell me I can do something, I'm gonna do it.
2: it well, that's me speaking now because, you know, I was I was right here once. You know, same face, same teary-eyed. You know. Sitting there, trying to figure out, like, like what am I doing wrong? Like, maybe I just don't have it anymore. You know what I mean? Second guess where I've never second guessed myself ever before. Like, if you look at my free throw percentage, like after that, I'm in the sixties, sixties. I was scared to get go to the free throw line. I was scared to do everything. It was just one of those. It was all. It was just a big mental block.
0: They because know, so. you didn't have your confidence.
2: Yeah. Confidence and that's, that's one key. thing you can't, you that, that's one thing I know. You cannot let go. You can't let go of your game. Because once you do, you got to remember, you don't know nobody else's game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember a coach like, yeah, you're going to make the team. You know, we going to, I'm going to have you pick up full court. We're going to do this. We're going to do, shit, I don't. No, nope, that ain't me. <laughs> I'm not Patrick Beverly, bro. <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm Lou Will. I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm a scorer. I'm shooting. You, if you want a defensive player, you better go find one. <laughs> when you need buckets, because at some point, you're going to need buckets. That's I'm right really here.
0: the important thing, though. You have to know your identity. And you can't be somebody that you're not as a player.
2: We know. We know our identity. He knows his identity. The person who makes a decision doesn't know his identity.
0: Right. So the next thing I want to get into is the idea that there's good coaches and bad coaches. And sometimes, and a lot of times, there's more bad coaches than good. And I'm not saying you have a bad coach there, but it's the idea that you're not going to always jive with every coach you have. You're not always going to see eye to eye. Or maybe they're just missing something that you can do. So how do you respond to that?
2: <sighs> like, OK, we're watching the last dance, right? And then you're seeing different coaches, different personalities. You know, it's just like anything. As a coach, too, you need to understand you need to get the best out of every player. You know, you have to make the decision that's best for the actual team. And, you know, when you look at some of the older styles of coaching, it's their style. And no matter what I bring in, you're going to fit this style.
0: My way or the highway.
2: But that's not really how... That's not how, unless you're picking each player, you know, like a, you know, Spurs system, unless they're picking each player that fits their style where they don't have to worry about any of that. Other than that, you know, when you, when you get something, you have to adjust your system to that. That's, you know, that's what, you know, makes great coaches on next levels is like, you know, I got to alter it, okay. I got a smaller guard. He's a shooting guard, okay. You know, I need to put more plays in where he comes off shooting. You know, versus, okay, I don't have a center this year, and I had a lot of plays that went down to the five, man. We're going to scratch that, you know? And, you know, you, you have to be able to adjust, too. And, you know, you know just, you know, future coaches out there, you, you have to understand that, yeah, you, you don't have all the ingredients to make the perfect cake, right? But, shit, you can still make a cake without certain, some of those ingredients, and it still might taste just as good. You know, so, you know, you use the ingredients that you have sometimes. And, and I, I, I don't think that, you know, for the most part, coaching and, and, and coaches want to adjust. You know, they want what they want. And it's, it's hard because then you have players that, that would kill and run through walls for you sitting here trying to figure out what their next move is because – they know two more years under that, and my, my career's over. I don't have no, you know, I don't have no next step, you know? And, you know, and I know probably the hardest part is, if you do leave, you're leaving friends, people you went to war with, people you went to battle with. Um, that's harder than, you know, that's, that's, that's harder than, you know, anything else, because, you know, now you go to another place where, shit, I don't, I don't know him. He don't know me. I don't know them. You know, <laughs> now I'm the new guy coming in, everybody looking at me. You know, it's one, of those, it's one of those situations where that's more frightening than, you know, going back to the place you were at.
0: The good news is you can figure that out, and that's the next door to open. But I want to go back to what Gil was just talking about with the idea of grocery shopping, right? So if I'm the coach, I want to shop for the groceries to know I'm making the right meal. But you can also work with what you have. So if you say, hey, you know I need a six-four guard, do all these things I need. Well, what about guys like Isaiah Thomas? Guys like Chris Paul? You know, guys that are undersized or don't fit the mold that you're looking for, but damn, those guys are really effective and they're really good at what they do. So you can draw from those guys. Who are the guys that you watch, you know, really to find your inspiration?
3: Uh, yeah, I, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Pistons and Celtics. Um, I like uh, Van Exel, um, nice. Trying to think, I like Steve Nash too. He's like
0: good guard. <laughs> good for what you know about guys like Van Exel or Chauncey, what are they seeing? Nash is a great example. What are they seeing on the court that is, you know, because they're at a quote-unquote undersized disadvantage? What makes yeah, I'm, him I'm, a killer?
2: Just so you know, just so, just so you know that everyone doesn't know everything, we're gonna we're gonna go with Steve Nash. So when Steve Nash is a free agent, he was asking for, I think, $55 million. Steve Nash, $55 million. Dallas let him go. Said he was over the hill, too old. Brunga and Jason Terry. All right? Steve Nash, you're too old. Part ways. Goes to Phoenix. All right? 55? We'll take you for 55. Mm-hmm. 55, Steve Nash. MVP, MVP. One, one coach, one organization says he's over the hill. He's too old. He goes to a whole nother situation. Back-to-back MVP. Instant Hall of Famer. This wasn't a Hall of Famer here. He probably, maybe could have got there, maybe. MVP MVP Sad, he was sad leaving his Dallas team. Come on, you you're too old, you're washed up. Get on. And he goes in and he wins MVP. That's what I said. Let's what well, one person knows, the other That's what I said it's it's you never want to you never want to just take the advice from someone else. They gotta remember, you've been good too long. <laughs> you've been good this many years, you know what I mean? So uh, th- this little stint in two years is just a blurb. It's just a, it's just testing you. It's just, it's, that's all it is. It's, you know, it's for you to get to that next level to to unlock the next level, you have to go through, you know, tough situation. That's that's all this one is, it's just a tough situation. But, you know, if you look through history, you know, it's this, that takes you to that next level, you know? like. I guarantee you like somebody like Melo appreciates the game a lot better than it did before because he was out of it. You know, you're talking about a guy who getting buckets and then one one day he wakes up, he's not in the NBA anymore. Stress, lost pounds, lost weight, trying to figure out like, like, really? Like, wait, wait, hold on, really? Me? I'm out of the league? For who? Do y'all see who's in there? You know, it's just, you know. And sometimes that that you know wakes us up to just unlock you know unlock a, the, the the next level, you know. Um, you got the summer, you know. You got you got the, the the summer to you know really sit and make a decision on you know what you want next. You know um, we always usually make irrational decisions, you know, when something's not you know. Something doesn't feel right, but you have too much basketball left in your life. I mean, you you talking about, you know, 20 years old. You know, you you got all the way, you got another 18 years. <laughs> you don't want to make a decision that 18 years. You got 18 years of hooping left. You know what I mean? You they, they can't all be, they can't all be gravy. You know what I mean? That's what I said. Like, I tell people, look, I my my freshman year, I set the bo- I set the bench on JB. I didn't play, I set it. You know, I, that that pissed me off to to not sit there no more. You know, and right here, you know, you're in a situation where you have at the fork, fork on the road. You know, it's and you know, you have to make what's 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 you have to make the decision that this is this whatever decision is it's an 18 year. I got 18 years of hooping left. Not 18 years of coaching. That's after hooping, after 18 years of hooping. Then you got 40 years of coaching, you know? That's, that's, that's what I see.
0: And, and I would say this. Think back to that, what you were talking about earlier, when you got that phone call and you called your mom and you were you know, extremely excited and crying tears of joy about getting this opportunity. Now, you're still in it. You're definitely still in it. So you can look at the game differently. And it can even give you an appreciation for it, like, a, like Steve Nash or Melo did at, when they came to that fork in the road. So for you, how do you feel that you're going to look at the game or see your place in it differently?
3: Uh, well I kind of, I wrote stuff down and I'm kind of just waiting for it to just unfold I guess and kind of just. Well,
0: let's say you have some, some resources around you and one thing to look at is game film. Look at times, you know, a few years ago when you were that guy and you were like, I want to be that guy again. That's something to, to focus on right now, yeah, game
2: film. right uh, now, you know me going through all the situations, the best thing you could do for yourself is get you a highlight tape. If that's either called Baller's Life or Ball Don't Stop, whoever, your dad, grab all your highlights, put them together, and watch yourself. That is so, like, it's it's powerful because what you do is you get to see yourself, like, when when doubt comes in, right, your, your first thing you do is you doubt your ability to make shots or this and this. So when you see yourself doing it, like, nah, I am good. This is, this is what I do. I'll bop dudes. You know, once you see yourself doing it again, the, the confidence just comes back. It's all confidence. You know, it's confidence. When you're taking shots, turning around, it's, it's confidence because, you know, I done shot that a thousand times. I know that's going in. I'm turning around on you, boy, boy. You know, and that's, that's just how that goes. It ain't got nothing to do. You already put the work in. You, you've been put, you, you put the, your game has already been put in, you know what I mean? Now you just got to remind yourself of this is what you do, you know? So you get your, get your tape and sit in there and pop it in, you know, you ain't got nothing else to do, pop it in, just watch yourself, shoot lights out, shoot it, like I mean, there you go. So when you get in a game and he start talking about pass the ball and all that, <laughs> No, I didn't see myself pass this all the time. I see myself shoot. This is what I'm gonna shoot. This is what I'm gonna do. And that's why, you know, that's why you 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 had to respect somebody like Kobe and Jordan. Like, They trained so much that the only person they trust shooting was them. <laughs> Shit, I I took two thousand shots. You took what four hundred? All right. When there's a wide open shot that's worth four hundred, I'm gonna give it to you. Other than that. My bad shots is, is shit, y'all, y'all open shots. And that's, you know, that was the mindset. You know, the that's work all.
0: ethic and outwork everybody.
2: You just got to visualize and, 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 and see yourself doing it. That's, that's an important thing of, like, the psychic behind, like, sports. Watching yourself do it and, rem, you know, reminding yourself to do it when you have doubts. When you have droughts, that's how you get out of drought. You don't get out of drought because you go in there taking a 1,000 shots. You've been doing that. You know, it's just not going in because mentally, you know, you're just off a little bit. So, you know, now you just got to put yourself back on mentally. That's all. So it's, you know, you have a couple weeks, months to, to really sit. And, you know, just like, you know, when you made that decision to go there, you know, it's, it's the same decision. You know what I mean? Even though to you, it ain't, it ain't, it, ain't, it don't feel fun anymore. You know, they don't, don't feel like, yo, this, this ain't fun. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't what I worked my ass off growing up to do. This ain't it. You know, I know that's where, you know, you're at right now. But you got to remember, there's so much more basketball that, you know, this is just this is just a blurb in the situation, you know. Um.
0: And DJ, we've been talking about you're on your road. This is the path and there's a curve in the path. Where do you want basketball to take you? Uh,
2: everywhere. See, there you go. That's all. See, that's all. I, that's all I wanted to hear. Everywhere. There, go. there you go. There that go. means, as long as you you know, as as long as you still have hope in basketball, basketball would never. It'll never let you down, you know. And I, your work ethic, you, you, you're you're going to put the work in. You, you know, you're just at that point where I was, where you want to see if I can results. I'm like, I need to see results. You know what I mean? Like, yo, this 14 minutes, I work too hard for 14 minutes, bro. You're you gonna, you gonna have to switch this 14, give me the 24, and let me, let me let me do work. You know, it's you know, it's the gratification. You know, that's just with anybody, you know. It's, you know, you're you're working day in and day out and you don't see no results from it, you know, you you do get down. That's everybody, everybody. I mean. Everybody, like, shit, like this, this ain't like, this, this is on every single level. Yeah, you're NBA you're not the player, first. This is, shit, you got NBA players going home, sitting there, pat, man, like, like, yo, you're like, what, yo, how you feeling today? I know you didn't get as many minutes as you, man, fuck you, man. i I talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, you're like, you really, <laughs> like, you, like, you really have, like, on, it's, it's each level, it's just not, it's high school level, college level, overseas, Pros, all-star, shit, all-star, shit, all-star. I remember, I'm in an all-star game. We've been an all-star game. Nobody wanna play an all-star game. Shit, I did. I wanted to play, I wanted to play the game. Shit, five five minutes. Cause he didn't play me in the all-star games. When the season, when we got back to regular season, we had to play them, bust this mother ass. You. <laughs> That was that's how I looked at it. <laughs> like, that's how I looked at it. I was just like like I didn't wanna play, but I mean I did want to play, but I did want to play, but you're not gonna just give me five minutes though. I can tell you that for sure. I'm not gonna look at the stat sheet and then Gilbert Renus is the last Come going in with five minutes. Everybody got 10, 15. Nah, you're not gonna do that. You know what I mean? So you know it's 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 one of those things that we all go through. You just gotta you just got to understand, just, just fight back.
0: All right, let's wrap it up, Gil. It's been a, it's been a deep episode, emotional episode, but this is what we, we want to do with you, DJ, because we know that you're going through, you know, an unpredictable time, and Gil's been there, and a lot of people are through it, you know, and have experienced it. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. When mm-hmm. you find that, you know, when you get through this fork in the road, we don't know, but it'll happen.
2: Now you're going to look back and, you know, laugh, you know, at the situation and, He's still going, you got to remember, you know, someone else is going to be going through it and you're going to have to give them, like, listen, when I went through it, hey, it, it took me out for a couple months, and, you know, but once I bounced back, I bounced back. You know, and kept going, now I'm here.
0: And it'll make you stronger. Yeah. These challenges, make they you make stronger. you stronger, 100%. All right, well, it's been a special episode of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas, DJ McDonald. Thanks for coming on. I'm Mike Botticello. We'll see you next time.